0: our series on the Lord's Prayer today by looking at Malcolm Geith's second sonnet entitled, Hallowed Be Thy Name. In his first sonnet, in this series, Our Father, Malcolm does this beautiful thing where we first feel distance from the relationship that Jesus has with his Father. It's a relationship that we're looking at from the outside and we're longing for. I'm sure that you've all felt that at some point in your lives, standing on the outside of a relationship and looking in seeing the ease and the comfort with which two people carry on and thinking, I want that. I want to feel connected like that. I want that level of comfort and ease with someone else. I want to feel that sense of self-forgetfulness in the presence of another person. The poem begins with the reader feeling that sense of what they're lacking, feeling that sense of distance. But the power of the poem is that that gap is slowly bridged, the distance is closed, And we find ourselves swept into the intimacy and the ease and the comfort that Jesus has with his Father as he gives us his word, and God becomes our Father, too. Well, something similar happens in this second sonnet. We begin with hallowed being a word that seems distant and negative. Then, slowly, we're invited closer in, and the word develops a whole new breadth of meanings. Until finally the poem ends by saying that in hallowing God's name, we are actually blessed.
1: Here is the second in my sequence of seven sonnets on the Lord's Prayer. This one is on petition. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. There's something in the sound of the word, hallow, a haunting sense of everything we've lost amidst the trite, the trivial, the shallow, where nothing lingers, nothing seems to last, but hallow, summons up our fear and wonder, and summons us to stand on holy ground, to sense the mystery that stands just under familiar things we'll never understand. Hallowed be thy name, the name unspoken, the name from which all other names arise, the name that heals the sick and binds the broken, whose living glory calls the dead to rise. You make this prayer my rising and my rest, that I might bless the name by which I am blessed.
0: One of the dangers for us is that words simply become religious words, nice, pious language that we use on Sunday mornings or in conversations with other Christians. But they have no real place in our everyday lives. Hallowed can be one of those words. I don't think that I've ever used the word hallowed outside of praying the Lord's Prayer. This poem begins by recalling the glorious history of amazing image of holy ground where Moses met God in the burning bush or of God miraculously working in the lives of his people to rescue and redeem them or of God's dramatic interventions in history. all that feels lost to the poet. It doesn't match the monotony of his everyday life. He says the word brings to mind a haunting sense of everything we've lost amidst the trite, the trivial, the shallow. Nothing lingers, nothing seems to last. He's bringing to mind the ordinariness of our lives. As well as the temporal nature of things, that things come to an end, even the profound moments that we experience in life fade into the everyday moments of preparing meals and brushing teeth and needing to sleep. Nothing lingers, nothing seems to last. But then there's a shift midway through the first stanza. And we're invited to see that there's holiness in everyday life, holiness in the ordinary, mystery in the mundane, beauty in the commonplace. And that we're actually standing on hallowed ground right now, wherever you are. Where are you right now? Take a moment and look around. Take a moment and consider what's summoning you to fear and wonder right now. What ordinary object is calling you to appreciate a deeper mystery? What familiar thing that you are doing is inviting you to consider this deeper beauty? How is this place holy? Maybe you want to pause here and ask God to show you the holiness of the place in which you're in at this very moment right now. And then the second stanza rises and invites us to recognize the one who makes all things holy, the one who hallows the ordinary and the mundane, who makes every moment a sacred opportunity, the one who heals the sick and binds the broken, the one who calls the dead to rise, the one who is present with you right now in this very moment, hallowing it, making it holy. Take some time to reflect on the beauty of this ordinary moment. On the fact that God who created the heavens and the earth, the one who makes the sun rise and the sun set every single day, the one who has given you life and breath and all things, He is with you right now. He is present. He is making this moment holy. Do you see it? Are you aware of it? Are you paying attention? You have ears to hear and eyes to see.
1: Here is the second in my sequence of seven sonnets on the Lord's Prayer. This one is on petition. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. There's something in the sound of the word, hallow, a haunting sense of everything we've lost amidst the trite, the trivial, the shallow, where nothing lingers, nothing seems to last, but hallow, summons up our fear and wonder, and summons us to stand on holy ground, to sense the mystery that stands just under familiar things we'll never understand. Hallowed be thy name, the name unspoken, the name from which all other names arise, the name that heals the sick and binds the broken, whose living glory calls the dead to rise. You make this prayer my rising and my rest, that I might bless the name by which I am blessed.